Welcome to the False Neutral. This is episode 103, I think, but I didn't check. Uh, this is the July uh, 2020 episode. Eric, Garrett, and I are all here. We are not going to do a workshop update this month, however, because we have a very special guest. We have Johnny Lewis here who, uh, uh, well, Johnny, I will go ahead and let you tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got an extensive background in various kinds of racing. You're currently uh, very involved in flat track and, and you've hooked up with Royal Enfield. So why don't you kind of give us what you're doing now and, and maybe a little bit about how you found yourself getting into this situation. Yeah, Johnny Lewis, I'm from, uh, I live down here in Florida now. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So I traveled a little bit, decided to move to Florida to basically just kind of continue with my racing and uh, as a professional racer, but also mainly for training just because uh, uh, I don't do well with winter and cold weather. So um decided to move to Florida and start training down here. And then it ultimately turned into me doing more schools and training others um, kind of with flat track, but it also kind of led to, uh, I also did supermoto, I did motocross. So I ended up building a 16 acre facility down here in Florida um, where I train all kinds of riders, uh, you know, from amateurs to pros, but um but I still race the American Flat Track Series on and off. Um, last year, I worked with a lot of guys, and one young kid that I've worked with since he was like 10 years old turned pro, worked with him a lot, um, and only did a handful of races, but kind of, you know, I'm kind of one of those guys that jump in, and I still can kind of run up front. So I have a sense background in riding uh, a lot of different brands and kind of, you know, kind of a little bit of experience. So, um not just being a rider, but a mechanic suspension and, and other things like that. So I got a call last year from uh, the end of last year from uh, Royal Enfield to, they wanted to start a flat track race team. They wanted to kind of dabble their feet of introducing new people to flat track. And, um, you know, they kind of told me like a little bit with like their slide school that they wanted to start and basically had the bikes and had the idea, but needed somebody to teach it. So, it was kind of a very neat partnership where we kind of came together and uh, they wanted to go racing, but didn't know too much about the American flat track and the extent of it and the ins and outs of the actual, the racing side of things, but also development of the bike. So it worked out where they hired me to, to and what I'm currently doing now is developing a race bike for them uh, for the AFT productions class with their 650 motor, uh, the parallel twin air cold motor and uh, working directly with uh Royal Enfield, you know, kind of UK-based company, you know, with their, their headquarters there with the motor development, but also working with the frame development guys with the Harris Performance and we're developing a flat track frame and um, spending a lot of time riding that, uh, working through some kinks and getting this thing ready to go racing. Um, so there's one one avenue, but then the second thing is, is like I said, the slide school, uh, which is with the, the Himalayan-based motorcycles, which are the 410cc bike. Uh, single cylinder and they wanted to start a school to kind of intro people to flat track kind of connecting like hey we're going to introduce these people to flat track and then we have a race team and it's a very neat circle and that's the marketing side of things for me is is what I love and the connection of like going from uh, introducing their brand to the sport and their people and then also you know going racing and giving them the chance to actually ride it themselves um so it was, it's neat to be part of it and actually went over to India already and, um, launched the school over there, taught two guys how to flat track and how to teach it. 
Um, and then we have, we're, we're starting the first one here in July, uh, at my facility and then kind of hit the road with the school and then, uh, then going racing later in the year. So we're, uh, full steam ahead, kind of a neat, neat project. And it's, uh, it's been kind of, uh, you know, already rewarding for me just working with the brand and, and kind of, uh, developing all ends, not just being a racer, but, uh, team manager, sponsors, what we, you know, working with every, every aspect of it and then teaching the schools and stuff like that. So it's a pretty neat deal and it's exciting, you know, for, for the year, despite a lot of stuff going on in 2020, it's, it's a, it's a neat, neat deal right now. Yeah. It sounds like you must be pretty busy between helping Royal Enfield with their whole launch. Plus, you know, trying to run your own facility and all that. Like, do you have some guys that help you at your, <laughs> at your, uh, track that, you know, help teach and, and maintain it and all that? Uh, no, I wish. No, <laughs> um, looking, I'm, I'm, um, I've, you know, always like, man, wish I could find some, wish I could find some, but it's always tough. You know, you, when you want stuff done, you know, yeah. a certain way or, you know, also I'm the teacher. So, and then I love working on tracks. I mean, I've been hired in the past, actually last year by American flat track to go work the racetrack. Like when I wasn't racing, I was working the racetrack, running, you know, yeah. running heavy equipment and trying to make the track the best they can. So, I've kind of always dabbled my feet in a little bit of everything, uh, which is good and bad. But I was actually, when I was waiting for this, this interview to start, uh, I was like, all right, what's my schedule? Uh, Saturday, I'm actually flying up to uh, Iowa to go pick up the race truck that I, we, we, we got for the season, the school, bike, the school truck and the race truck, driving it four hours to Wisconsin to meet uh, Bree Poland, the U.S. marketing you know, coordinator of Royal Enfield to also work with them with, they have three women that they did a program with. It's called build train race. Um, where they, these, these four women built their own bike out of a, um, a Royal Enfield 650. Um, they build them and now they're going to train with me and then they're going to go race them this year. So I'm flying up there for two days. So it's Sunday, Monday, I'm doing that. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to get the truck lettered right about an hour away from from Royal Enfield at a friend uh, uh my sticker guy basically uh Tuesday night all day Wednesday I'm driving uh to get back down to Florida cuz the American flat track season kicks off we're not racing it but um they have a project bike that they're going to be uh revealing there at at the first race and um it's like I got to get I actually have the bike and I'm it's at the painters right now I got to get back, get the thing all together, get it to the track uh, for Friday, Saturday's uh, American Flat Track race, and then Sunday launches the slide school. So I was like, man, the schedule's... That is a packed a little, week and a half. Getting a, yeah, getting a little crazy. And I'm like, I was literally just like, man, I need to call my buddy. I have a couple of buddies that are mechanics that work on my stuff, you know, different types, machinists and this and that. Um, I'm like, man, I might need to call those guys in to kind of come help me this yeah, week no and mow some, mow, mow some grass and uh, get some bikes ready and uh, all that fun stuff. So yeah. It's so how, stuff. in terms of Royal Enfield and this motorcycle that they're trying to uh, develop, are you um, sort of like just the, the collaborator and kind of telling them what they need or do you have uh, some involvement in actually like making of fabrication changes to the bike and or is the bike already like pretty much developed and now it's just ready for you know testing yeah so so we got 
we actually have we got the concept bike that launched last November at the ECMA motorcycle show over in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you that you probably you know if you search it, you Google uh, Royal Enfield 650 uh, twin uh, flat track bike. You'll see all the cool images of it, um, carbon fiber, you know, chat, um, body work, all that cool stuff. You'll see that. I got that one over in March and started to ride it. Um, it wasn't really supposed to be ridden, but with all the, the stuff going on in March, um, I got the bike right before everything was shut down. And I got the chance to ride it because I was like, hey, guys, like, it was supposed to be kind of on display. And uh, I was like, I really would like to ride this thing because they don't have the other chassis ready yet or we couldn't even get it shipped over. Um, so they finally let me ride the concept bike. I rode it and I right away made a couple changes and then they ended up getting me the other chassis and, and actually last night, um, uh, well, yeah, two nights ago, I drove all the way up to Atlanta. About, it's about a six hour drive uh, to one of my other mechanics that I've worked with in the past that's done a lot of stuff with. We took that bike, finished building it, the race motor, all that kind of stuff. Not the race motor, but a, a, better, a little bit better motor in that and um, was able to uh, put it all together. But we still went and tested it, and there's still, like, little changes that we have to keep making. Um, but we were, we were kind of reporting it all back to the U.K., to Harris Performance, which is owned by Roy Enfield, uh, who's building the chassis and building the foot pegs and the you know, the seats and, you know, all the, all the components. So they're, they're actually building a lot of stuff for me based off of what feedback I'm giving them. So, uh, you know, we were still, we changed the little things that we could change the small things, but most of the, the actual machining and all that stuff is done over in the UK and they mm-hmm. ship parts over to me and then we test them. And, um, so it's been a process, um, and it's kind of been holding some back a little bit with getting the parts over to us. Um, with everything uh yeah. you know currently but um so we're a tad bit behind but um you know cool thing is this year is a development year i think it that's what the plan was but we still plan to go racing uh with it um and even all, already even though it's a development year i'm like i, I think we actually have something really good already yeah. that I'm, I'm excited about like you know i'm i've ridden i have the record for the most different manufacturers they put in main events uh in the american flat track series uh, so Royal Enfield would be another brand to add to the the record, but um, you know, so I've written a lot of stuff, and I'm like, man, I'm actually really, really excited. You know, I should say that no matter what, but um, but actually, yeah. I'm I'm extremely excited to ride the bike, just um, you know, race the bike, uh, just based off some testing we've done already. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. And this yeah. is the this is the bike that will slot into the 650 production class. Yep, yep, it's the flat track, uh, the twin, the race bike, the AFT production bike. So, so are, uh, are they actually looking to make this model an addition to their range for other people who it's not just a factory bike. This is something that's going to be available for racers on a production basis. Um, so the class name is production class. It's basically why the class is named that is because the motor is literally came from a, a production bike that somebody could buy and put in the frame. Uh, unlike the Indian, uh, FTR 750 that is raced. That is like a full-on custom motor. So um, the production side, I think, comes from that. But I mean, ultimately, yeah. I mean, I think I think their their ambition of like you know ultimately being able to sell a, a full-on race bike would be pretty cool as a company. Um, 
so I think you know maybe long term like that something that could happen. I think I think there's definitely possibilities there. Um, it'd be neat. You know, there's not many manufacturers that do that, but just kind of being around this this manufacturer, you know, being around oh, um, uh, Royal Infield, it uh, it shows you know they're they're a fun company to work with, and that's kind of the project that I could see happening. You know, leading towards the future. You said Harris chassis. That is the same uh, Harris chassis that used to build some crazy frames for like GSXRs, and actually they built a couple MotoGP frames for the old Yamaha V4 yep, two strokes. Yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, yeah exactly. that's that's uh, top shelf stuff there. Then I messaged the guy Adrian that I deal with over in the UK from Royal Enfield, and he's like the designer. He's kind of the head manager of the whole project, and I'm like, wow, like some of these components on this bike are just like above and beyond what the flat track world has ever seen. And it's basic stuff. I mean, stuff like, you know, the adjusters on the, on the rear axle is just so clean, so professional, so easy. I'm like, my God, they they have some amazing, amazing components on this bike. That's, um, that's pretty exciting, you know, to, to be a team owner and a team manager, basically like I am and the racing it and riding it and knowing that these guys are like some of the best machinists, you know, in the, in the industry that I'm getting the chance to work with and, uh, the conversations, the Skype meetings we've had and, um, you know, discussing all this stuff is just like, you know, I start explaining what I need and they start kind of getting into detail. It's like, wow, these guys are a different level of what I've worked with. So it's, uh, it's neat to be able to work those guys in to the program. Yeah. Out of curiosity, in terms of the 650 production class, what is this Rory Enfield going to be competing against? Uh, so the class one last year was, was, uh, with a Yamaha, uh, XTO seven or oh. yeah, the, yeah, the Yamaha, the M- was, yeah, uh, MTO seven or FJO seven. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Whatever the, the, that, that motor. Um, and then Harley Davidson actually has the XG seven fifty, uh, which they've made and produced, you know, you can buy them from Harley, you know, Harley Davidson kind of, uh, uh, Vance and Hines kind of deal. You can buy those done. Um, and then there might be, a you know, some Kawasaki, um, 650 mm-hmm. engines, you know, those guys bump them up a little bit. I think the max we can run is 800 CC, so they can bump them up a little bit. Okay. How is the, uh, 650 engine for flat track? That's probably a real tractable motor that works well for that kind of competition from, I haven't ridden it, but from what I've heard, it's it's a real friendly motor. Probably hooks up pretty well, I would guess. Yeah, so so it's parallel, uh, you know, 650 engine. You know, stock, they don't make a lot of power, you know, as far as, you know, um, the exhaust pipe, you know, everything's tamed down uh, pretty well. You know, the throttle bodies are pretty small. Um, so power-wise, you know, it's, it's not, the, you know, it's not, as much as the 650 Kawasaki off the shelf kind of thing. Um, but the, the torque of the motors is what's actually really good. So, um, the RPM range isn't as much as the Kawasaki's or the Yamaha's, you know, the, the liquid cooled bike. Uh, so we have to ride it a little, you know, I'm going to have to ride it a little different than what I've been riding bikes for the last, uh, I would say six, seven years. The last six, seven, seven years, we've been riding these liquid cool bikes that have high RPM, not as much torque. Uh, so you really have to scream them, you know, pretty hard to get them to ride. And then you're always dealing with that traction. You're trying to get the thing to hook up where 
this thing is, is definitely a lower RPM, more torque, less overall horsepower right now um, out of the bike, but it's a very tractable power. And I think that's going to be kind of the benefit. And, you know, for this season, at least being a development year uh, and the way the schedule got changed around a lot of the tracks this year, we're not running. There's no miles really on the schedule. Um, uh, and then the half miles we're racing are actually like clay, you know, clay half miles, which usually gets slick and you need to get the thing hooked up and drive. So you don't need a crazy amount of horsepower. So it kind of worked into our favor. It could work into our favor really well is, you know, we basically need to get this motor to, we got to get the chassis good, the motor to be, you know, at a good horsepower, but a usable horsepower and we could go have some good results. Um, and that's kind of the, the kind of neat thing this first year kind of developing it. And then over the next winter, it's like, all right, now we can kind of try to bump up as much power because we over we need to over double the horsepower of that motor to be competitive. Um, mm -hmm in the AFT stuff against these other bikes, you know, uh, the Indians and the, of, you know, of the super twins class, you know, those things are almost a hundred horsepower motors, mm -hmm. uh, the Kawasaki's and stuff, I would say, you know, mid nineties, you know, low nineties, mid nineties. So, um, you know, I think, I think the, I think the Himalayans, I mean, the, um, the twin stock is 45, 46. Yeah. Yep. 46. <clears throat> so it, yep. Yeah, so it, it, we need to almost, if not double the horsepower, which, you know, it is a 650. We can go up to, you know, a, a bigger bore um, uh, and stuff like that and the cams and, and changing the exhaust and changing, uh, you know, the filter system. You know, there's a lot of stuff, that, you know, intakes, you know, the there's a lot of little things we can do. So um, everything adds up, and that's literally what we, we every, every day, every conversation we have, it, it jumps from, we're talking about chassis, but then something else comes up about the motor. And, and I have something that I know from my experience racing flat track. They have something from the land speed record they did last year with the bikes. Neat experience so far. The other day, the uh, announcement came across you guys. The, the series isn't coming up to Lima, which is the closest thing to me in Detroit. So uh, I was a little bummed on that. But um, yeah, and everything else is mostly staying down south this year, isn't it? Um, we'll be Texas, Atlanta. Charlotte and that's basically right where the team's kind of going to be based at mid-season um, you know and, and the every race is back to back to back so we're basically just going to be going from one race to another race to another race to another race so it's trying to you know get everything ready for that you know once we go racing is going to be uh, you know going to be interesting as, as it's a development year um, mm -hmm. but the guys over there put together a, a second race motorcycle so we'll have two bikes two motors a bunch of spares and um you know, it should be a pretty, pretty neat season once it gets going um, for us. And really, I think it, you know, we'll obviously learn a lot uh, pretty quickly because it's like six weeks in a row, you know, doing races back to back to back. As far as Royal Enfield is concerned, what is their goal? Are they looking to be a dominant champion or is this more of they want to introduce people to the sport and be uh, kind of the gateway and position themselves as an accessible way of getting into it. Yeah. You know, for me, that's what I've kind of picked up. Um, you know, it, the, there's never been like, Hey, we need to go out and win. It's, it's more so, Hey, like, let's get into it. You know, I was like, Hey, we could, we could 
to have this truck or you could have this trailer. Like, no, let's let's just get into the sport. We don't want to be too flashy. You know, you'll see the bike. It's it's black. My gear is black and white. You know, we're just kind of coming in low low radar. But you know, obviously as a racer, I'm like, I want to go win. You know, I've always <laughs> want to go win. But it's one of those deals. Like we know we're we're kind of introducing, uh, you know, the brand, the people that follow the brand. Because I mean, I even you know to be honest, here in the states, like. I didn't know the brand until about a year and a half ago. (laughs) I didn't really know Royal Enfield. So it's kind of a whole new market. I'm trying to, you know, kind of show off what, you know, what we do. But the neat thing is it's not just in the U S it's global. Um, You know, especially working with, with India and these other countries that are getting into flat track. You know, I talk a lot with my school. Um, I run online school. I've, I've traveled to Europe. I've done schools over there it's a global thing that I think could broaden, you know, the kind of, um, you know, the brand exposure, uh, but also just, yeah, it's, it's introducing people to flat track and how simple, simple flat track actually is because it is simple. We are just going around in circles <laughs> or ovals, mm-hmm. but it, how, how it detailed it then gets and how hard it is because it's obviously, it's not the easiest thing to, to slide a motorcycle around a corner. Um, but it's that very, that intro. And that, I think that's the biggest thing for them is just getting people on the bikes to experience it. Cause, um, you know, when I went to India, I went to, uh, the Goa, um, it was the rider mania event, which is in Goa, India. And they, it's just a festival and everybody rides, you know, that's their transportation. That's their, you know, family vehicle. I mean, it's, it, it's a whole different perspective of motorcycles over there if they could bring a fraction of that back over to the States and we can take us and show like, Hey, what we do flat track and bring that over there. It's kind of just connecting. And they have initiatives. Like when we we're at the event, it was like, there was no plastic. Um, you know, everybody had a, got a free water bottle and they, you know, drank out of the water, bottle. you know, they had to refill it and stuff. There's always initiatives. So it was a very cool company kind of be a part of that to kind of see like their bigger picture. It's not like go win. The timing probably is I mean couldn't be better because the last couple of years there's been a real a renaissance of flat track. Now there's new machines. There's a lot of interest. I think their AFT has done a really good job of marketing it to the United States. But there's also the Super Prestigio in in Spain and Mark Marquez is into it. And now you're kind of are you introducing it in India or is this something that is a culture of flat track there? Uh, in India, there was there was really nothing um, when I went over there. That was it was relatively new. Obviously, everybody's like, "Oh, I've seen it on you know Instagram or Facebook," but never in you know seen anybody really slide a bike you know slide you know in person. And uh, so when I went over and we launched the slide school over there in March, uh, we had 15 journalists that really have never done it, and they were just you know smiles ear to ear and like, "Man, this is something you know we've seen it." But to actually do it now is, um, you know, even see it in person is something special. Um, so it's pretty neat. So, yeah, I think it's, at least in India, it's very, very, very new. Um, obviously, Italy, Spain. Um, uh, I go, I've been going to the UK for the last four years. And the UK, it's, you know, it's growing and it's growing massively. Um, where they went from about 60 members to, you know, nearly 300 members in the last four years um, in their little club, you know, their club over there. So it's, uh, it's neat to see it, you know, uh, Greece is interested in it, Brazil. Um, 
it's just it's it's neat to me because I'm also have these connections with everybody because I'm also one of the most well known for a school teacher or teaching people the sport uh, side of things. So I've literally connected to somebody um, almost across the whole world. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the intention originally was that you were going to run your school like the day after some of the AFT races. Yeah, some some of the some of them are obviously things have changed, but um, we have a few that are the day after, like the first one down here. Uh, you know, in, in two weeks uh, is the Sunday after um, at my facility, which is about an hour and twenty minutes from uh, Volusia Daytona area, and then uh, a couple other locations are you know close to, but um, just just areas that I know are craving it. Um, you know, and, and very interested. And, um, we're going to probably announce maybe about three more dates that, um, to what we just announced about three more dates and locations, uh, here really soon. So, um, just to kind of just the, the, the one desire for it right now is, is massive. I think one, you know, with, you know, COVID going on and people being stuck and not uh, able to do too much. I think people are very excited to go do stuff and, and go, you know, ride motorcycles and stuff. So, you know, plays in my favor there, but um, there's a lot of people that just ride motorcycles that have just kind of taken to flat track lately, and it's uh, it's very very cool to see. So yeah, we're gonna gonna you know leverage it there, but obviously I I travel a lot anyways during the summer to different locations and stuff, and it just kind of uh, going hand in hand, and actually now having bikes, uh, more bikes for people to ride, uh, taking them on the road and stuff is just neat because they can literally show up and you can get a bike and I have a fleet of gear and you can almost show up with nothing and, and go to a school and ride for a day for $250. Yeah, I, I just pulled up your website, your school website to look at that. And I just saw like 250. That's, that's very reasonable for a day's day school. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a three and a half hour class, but you know, way we do it is it's four on four people on the track, four people off the track. And, uh, everybody's like, ah, oh, well, only three and a half hours. Well, that's we'll a lot probably, of time on a track probably ride for about two about two hours of that and you're thinking you know most of these tracks are about 20 second lap times so you do the math it's like wow i'm gonna probably get a lot of laps <laughs> it's a lot of laps so you know most of the time people are tired and you know a flat track you know it's very simple like i said you're just riding around a circle but when it's going faster and faster and faster it's also like you know it's like dancing you know you can't get you know you're dancing around you're, you're spinning and doing that kind of stuff like you have to be perfect or you're gonna fall over um it's kind of the same with flat track the faster you get the more you have to be perfect so it's like as soon as you get tired you kind of got to back down and it's like all right you got to make sure your your energy is there even if it's only for two minutes at a time it has to be 100 percent. so um so it's kind of a it's a neat process so what we'll do is we'll do a morning session um you know, for three and a half hours with one group of eight people, uh, take a little bit of break track prep and that kind of stuff that I need to do and work on the bikes. And, and then we'll do an evening session, uh, to get a whole other group of people. So in one day we could have 16 people come in and ride, uh, potentially, uh, you know, flat track and, um, and it, it, it should work out really well. Um, and then tie into my normal, normal programs. Like I'll have the bikes available. Uh, if somebody wanted to come and take, you know, a normal, you know, uh, six to seven hour course. But like I said, it's, you know, most of the time it's like 
you know, even on the sign up thing, I put, Hey, what's your physical, you know, what do you usually do? You know, and kind of give some people, Hey, like make sure you drink water and, and give them a little bit of prep, you know, into it because a lot of people look at it like, Oh, we're just riding around circles. just like riding, riding down the street. And it's like, no, it's a little tougher than that. <laughs> well, I, it's got to be pretty tough. I mean, because there is so much feel to it. I mean, the the difference between maintaining a slide and losing it is is a pretty thin line, and it's not like you can just articulate objective. You know, do this, do this, do this, and and give somebody a, a laundry list and have them know how to flat track. That's got to be something that that is challenging yeah. to communicate to somebody. I mean, I've spent the last 40 years trying not to break traction on my rear <laughs> wheel. So it, well, I, it, it seems really counterintuitive to me to go out and try to do that. Yeah. I always joke, you know, like, you know, as we're going through the class, I'm like, you realize I'm trying to teach you to crash without crashing and then, and change direction and go the other way. Like I'm basically, you're getting to the point where, you, you know, in theory, the bike is literally crashing, but you're able to pick the thing up and go again. And uh, so it's controlled crashing and, and jokingly. Uh, sometimes we kind of joke about that, but um, it is. And I always, I always say like, man, I, I teach people supermoto or motocross or, you know, go off road riding and stuff. And I'm like, man, some days I'm like, it'd be much easier just to be a, you know, full-time motocross teacher. Cause you know, to me there's, you can, you can do step, you know, step one, step two, step three, uh, and get around a motocross track. Um, where a flat track, it's one A, one B, one C, two, two A, two B, two C. Like everything has to overlap almost. Um, you know, every action, like if you start an action and you stop it, what's well, going to affect the slide? You know, we're doing something like physics, you know, the physics of it, or, you know, it's pretty, pretty intuitive of like, you know, it's kind of not what we're supposed to be doing on the bike and it's not designed that way. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of overlapping actions and it's a lot of visualizing for a lot of my students kind of coming out first time, you know, it's like, I really get deep into visualizing, you know, even your amateur rider. And I'm like, you got to visualize yourself riding a motorcycle around here because we have to almost see yourself do it before you can do it. Because once it happens, it's like this kind of crazy feeling and people like, I mean, they're like, Oh my God, I just slid a bike. It felt so cool. I'm like, yes, but you almost need to feel it before it happens, you know, you know, to get to that, that, that state. So, um, you know, and, and it's kind of neat because a lot of sports are like that too. When you start to break them down, you know, when you're, you're skiing for the first time or, you know, you throwing a baseball or you're um, wakeboarding or whatever you're doing, everything has that one motion that kind of has to overlap. But to be honest, I cannot ski. I cannot snowboard. I, you know, I suck at all these. I know what I need to do, but I just, I suck at all of them. Um, but I can relate it to everybody and, and kind of get that feel that is needed um, just based off conversations and kind of, you know, if you're into, you know, surfing or something and it's like, okay, this is what it, I think it should feel like this is what it, you know, and then just start relating it um, because it's one of those things that it's, it's definitely a different feeling. You just can't go out and do it without just, you know, cause that's when you crash. That's when you hurt yourself. It's like, like I uh, go slam the brake on and, and the bike skids. Like that's, that's not the way that you're supposed to slide a motorcycle and that's going to hurt you. So. And, and I, I imagine you, it's not something you can really teach somebody in little steps. You kind of have to be at the edge to feel what you need to feel. It's kind of uh, a, a, 
a parallel is uh, I had a niece that was uh, a uh, skateboarder and she was always really intimidated about dropping into a bowl because she couldn't do it slowly. She couldn't do it halfway. (laughs) At some point she just had to try it and, you know, leap off a concrete cliff basically. No, exactly. And that's, and that's kind of one of the things that, you know, I always joke. I said, Hey, we're going to start this class, you know, at the the initial uh, intro of the class. I'm going to say, I'm going to start this class and I'm going to talk about a lot and I'm going to go from start to finish. Some of it's going to be above your, you know, your, your thought process right now. But I said, I'm going to list it. I'm going to say it all. Basically everything you have to do, because once something starts, that next step has to start, you know, follow right after, or you start sliding the bike and you don't do the next step. Well, the bike's going to stop sliding or continue to slide, but you're going to keep leaning and you're going to lean and you're going to slide and you're not going to fall. So it's like, when this happens, this happens. I, I, you know, first, first 30 minutes, you know, uh, you know, or even longer, if I know I have a longer, you know, period of time of working with somebody, I'm like, I'm going to talk for a little bit longer than I think you think I'm going to, uh, when you're coming to a school, but I'm like, you have to understand. So like, it'll automatically, it'll click in your brain, like in that moment, Oh, John said this, you know, a lot of people get that, that feeling. And, and that's the thing with flat track. It's like the reaction, you have to be able to react so quickly and you have to kind of know it. And that's why I like the visualizing side of things and stuff like that always, always helps really well. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a fun, you know, process for me. And, and when I see people finally get it, um, you know, and it could be, you know, the first session, they're like, Oh my God, like everything you've said all makes sense. I'm getting the leg out. I'm pushing the bike down. I'm on top of it. I'm looking where you want me to. And it started to slide like, and people could get it right away. And some people it's like they one step down at the other step down. And it's not, it's kind of starting the process, but not, not kind of following all the way through yet. And then it's like, Oh, everything clicked. And then all of a sudden it went from like, I wasn't sliding motorcycle to I am sliding motorcycle. And it's, it's that, that that's like the rewarding thing for me is like just that, that initial click for somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's really exciting. And that's, that was like when I was in India, um, there was 15 people that had that like wow moment, you know, in, in, in a, in a day. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is neat. You know, that, that I was able to do that with this, this group of people that, you know, and, and they've never, never really seen it before where a lot of people in the States have seen it. And they're like, oh, I've been watching for, I've been watching since I was six years old. I'm 36. And I now I want to try flat track, finally get a chance. You know, like it's like these people are like over in India and they ever saw it. Like maybe they've seen it never really watched it or never really seen it too much until like, you know, the last year. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's neat to see that happen where it happens worldwide now. So. And, and I can, I can speak from experience riding a, a, a bike on dirt and being comfortable with it moving around and sliding on you, even though it was like an XR on someone's little backyard TT course, you know, once I, once I got the hang of that and then funny enough going, being on my 125 GP bike, it was like, Oh wow, I'm I'm much more comfortable doing weird things going into corners now, and it just the you the, that that uh, visceral comfortableness of being it with the bike moving around just makes all the difference in the world on on multiple levels. Yeah, and that's you know to me with the flat track side, you know a lot of people I have a lot of people come and and I think a lot of people come try flat track, you know, with this brilliant program. Um, the slide school, I, I, I mean, it's already, you know, Florida's sold out. Ohio's, I think, got one spot left out of, you know, 16. Um, these locations are filling up really fast. And 
I think a lot of people come and do it. You know, how many people actually then take it and, you know, do it again or build a bike and go try to find their local track might not be, you know, the highest percentage, but it's going to then help their riding on the street, you know, and, um, I get messages all the time, like, oh my God, like that dog ran out in front of me and instead of slamming on the front brake, I started with the rear brake, you know, cause we teach to use the rear brake and I pushed the bike to the left and I looked away from the dog and the bike slid and it missed the dog and you know, this and that. And like, that's like, wow, like, mm-hmm. okay, well that, that made my day now. Like you guys just made my day. Like I might've saved your life, but now you just made my day. You know, it's like, and then and that's at the end of the day, that's why I do this. It's like, um, stories like that. And then, then that crossover of, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but then when we're out riding and, and doing that reaction that I was able to, to instill on somebody from the flat track side of things helped when they're riding on the road or, uh, in the trails or something, something like that. And, um, to me, that's why, I mean, that's why I continue to do schools and, you know, everybody, I literally, I have my students ask, man, it looks like a lot of work working with all these, you know, people and, and planning all this stuff and doing this stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a job. Like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I get these kids, I have a 17 year old kid that's one of the best kids in the country right now. And he's like, man, it just looks like a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, it's called work, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, right. it's, it's a lot of fun. Like I would, do this every day. I, I grew up doing, being a plumber, you know, you know, at a younger age with my father uh, for, for three or four years, like, you know, every day for, for three years. I'm like, I actually really like being a plumber too, but man, I really like being, you know, a motorcycle coach <laughs> a lot more. So. Well, and, uh, I'm curious, um, you know, regardless of where a person is, how, what's the best way for uh, average Joe to get started in flat track from your perspective? I would hate to say it, but I really think flat track is one of those deals where it's like, yeah, you can go out and you can ride around. Um, but the problem is it goes so quickly from just riding around that whole, like I said, it's pretty easy to go around in a circle mm-hmm. to once you start going fast, a lot of, a lot of things can happen now, you know, like the high side, the, you know, running into somebody, you know, like, in, you know, there's a lot of variables. So I do recommend, you know, even if it's just the basic, the love like this program, because my, my schools are very, you know, more in depth, more, more people think it's just for racers where it's like, man, like picking up and going to one of these little schools, like, you know, there's other little mini bike schools, like where you ride like TTR 125s um, and you learn on those things. And uh, to me, I think it's so important to learn it the right way right away because then it's so hard to reteach, you know, like somebody, uh, that already has some habits. It's trying to like to trying to switch those, those habits. So, um, you know, I say that as, you know, I'm not saying, cause I'm like, Oh, I want to sell my school. I'm like, it's very important. Like just to, just to go out and, and try to get somebody and whether they're, you know, somewhat professional, just to kind of like pick their brains. And that's the cool thing about the sport of flat track is, you don't have the egos, you know, there, there is obviously egos in our sport, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but you don't have it as much. So, I mean, you could, you could go to a flat track race. There might be, somebody's going to come up to you and be like, Hey, like, you know, if, if you show up and you're riding, it's very rare that you don't catch somebody that'll come up and be like, Hey, like you're sitting in the wrong spot, you know, and, and want to help you. So um, I think it's, it, that's the important thing. So that's why it's like schools are, I, I feel are really, really beneficial, you know, like, just like getting your, you know, you don't just, you shouldn't just get a motorcycle and go ride on the road without going to a, you know, a, you know, getting your, 
license to go ride on the road. So you have to go through mm-hmm. a school. Um, yeah, it's fun to learn and crash and pick yourself up. But I think once it's like get on a bigger track and bigger bikes, you know, stuff hurts. So it's like, I think learning from somebody else's mistakes obviously is a, <laughs> a much better process to learn. So it's, you know, I, I always say like, Hey, start off, you know, on something small, you know, something, uh, you know, a 50 CC, a, a 70 and 80, 100 on a mini bike in the backyard, set up two cones and ride around that. That's a perfect way to start. And then anything after that, yeah, you might have somebody that's just like naturally talented and go out and they can go ride the track and they, they've learned stuff. They watch videos, but I really think it's, you know, it's worth, you know, the investment of, uh, come try it. You know, I have a lot of students that come to, you know, school and man, I've been doing this for 40 years and everything I've been doing for 40 years has been wrong. Um, yeah, but you know, obviously if now it's just trying to find those, that's why I'm planning on jumping on the road for as much as I can, you know, in between all these races and get other instructors and do things like that is, is the goal for me. So the, the Himalayan based, uh, school bike that you have, I'm assuming that's not a Harris frame or anything. That's the standard Himalayan frame and engine. Yep. They're calling it like the FT 411, even though they're not changing the displacement, it's just calling it the flat track 411, just to kind of change it a little bit to get, you know, a cool little name. But what they have changes they've made to it is just the wheel size. They went to a 19 front and a 19 rear to balance the bike out. We changed the rear seat to lower it a little bit, um, removed all the lighting, a lot of that stuff that you just don't need, put an exhaust pipe on it and, and foot pegs a little bit. Um, I just Googled a picture of the Himalayan FT 411 and um, it's a lot different than I expected. It definitely looks the part, you know, like a flat track or even with that Himalayan tank on it. But with the way the suspension set up and like you said, those 19 inch wheels, it looks like something that could be easy to use for kind of a newer rider just with the, you know, the, the structure of the bike and the power and all that. And it seems like it could be actually a really fun machine, um, especially if there is an opportunity to, buy something like it, you know, in this configuration rather than having to sort of buy a Himalayan and, and, you know, spend a couple grand on retrofitting it to, to do a flat track duty. Um, but yeah, it's such a cool looking, uh, machine. Yeah. And it's, that's the neat thing. It's, it's just, uh, having the, the capability of having a bike like that's, you know, has a good power base and, you know, balanced and stuff to kind of do the school on is, uh, is neat to kind of keep people out of trouble of, you know, having something that's way too fast and, you know, too tall and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's a very simple process of, you know, what, what is needed done to the bikes. You know, I think these kits that could become available uh, to do it is going to make it where you go ride it. And it's like, man, I could do it to mine or go buy one or, you know, have that, that capability versus it's also half the price of like a you know race bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I could I could even see that style being a an attractive street model. You know, some something that with that street tracker look would get some people very interested in that that might not like the the way the Himalayan is styled now. That's uh, it's a very cool looking bike. Yeah, no, definitely. So what percentage of people coming to you are simply looking to improve the riding skills? How many of them are looking for a day of fun of I'm just doing this as a diversion and how many of them are thinking I might want to race and I want an introduction? To me, it's, it's, I would say it's about, it's about 50, 50, 50. I think at the end of the day, um, 
I think I get a lot of people that come, they're like, Hey, I just want to have fun with this. I would say it's probably about, you know, 65% people that come to my school are like, Hey, I want to have fun with this. Like, I don't know if I'll have a race. Then they do it. And I'm like, man, this was a lot of fun. I want to do it more. Where can I get a bike? <laughs> and, um, they kind of like takes that other, that 15% that was like, ah, I'm not going to really ever race and turns them into like, I'm buying a bike. I'm going to go to a local track and do this, or I'm going to come back more and learn more. So, um, you know, I, 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 I love working with professional racers or kids that are coming up. Um, to me, it's a lot of fun. Like I have two, you know, uh, teenagers at my property right now that, you know, making them go ride every day, run, we go cycling. I, I hound them what they're eating. You know, I'm like, is that chocolate? No, uh, you know, I'm always on them. But, you know, also the fun thing is, is just kind of uh, the life experiences and just, you know, people coming out and doing it for the first time and having that fun and, it kind of gives me a different perspective on motorcycles than if I was strictly just a, a race school. Um, you know, so I keep kind of reiterating, Hey, I'm not just a race school, you know, Hey, I want to introduce some people to this. And this is kind of the perfect collaboration of kind of bringing the brand like Royal into this to allowing me to kind of like say, Hey, I'm not just a race school. And I want to introduce you to this because I, I love both, both parts of it. So, um, so it's a neat. It, I'm I'm looking through. I I just uh, googled Royal Enfield FT411, and I have to say, <laughs> I am. There is so much Indian press. I mean, what a what a genius way to get a whole lot of people talking about your bikes. I mean, obviously Royal Enfield's been huge in India for a long time, but uh, a lot of very favorable reactions from i'm assuming that these were all journalists that were going through the uh through the school when you were over there yeah so we did the school but also we did a demo when i was in goa at the at the rider mania event and there was eight thousand people there um and literally i think there was probably seven thousand nine hundred and ninety uh rural infields <laughs> and um uh you know the we went out and we did a little demo and I did donuts and I was doing wheelies and sliding in the corners. And then, um, it was, it was amazing. Like I did that, you know, and, and my, my social media blew up. I probably, I probably had 3000 people in like two days follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and, um, but they were like all there, like they were legit people. It was like, whole like, wow, holy crap everybody's messaged me posting pictures of like me and the bike and stuff. And it was like, wow, this is cool. And like, you don't get the same reaction in the States because everybody's seen it. So there's so new there. So yeah, it's like, it was a very neat way of launching, you know, the slide school at first. I'm like, man, I was launching it over in India first, like, eh, you know, but then it was like, Oh, like, yeah, like it was the perfect way of doing it. Cause then people in the States were like, Johnny Lewis is in India launching a motorcycle school. Like what? Like people just, you know, wouldn't have that mindset. And, um, it, it definitely was a very, very, I think, well, uh, thought out process with the whole crew and, and, uh, of at Royal to do that and, and continue the way we're doing it. And obviously some stuff got shot in the foot for this year that we wanted to do with other locations and stuff like that. But, um, you know, outside the U S but, um, yeah, it was, uh, the, the coverage is crazy. Like I love, I, I, I do that. I, I type in, you know, Royal Enfield, Johnny Lewis, Royal Enfield, 
you know, FT 411. And it's like every day I find like a new picture of like, that. I, I mean, I literally just keep reposting stuff on my, my social if I wanted to. It's like, oh, that's a cool picture. <laughs> that's a cool picture. That's a cool picture. Where'd that one come from? So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a neat way of, of kind of launching everything and, and getting that, that kind of uh, the hype that I think is needed right now with, with the motorcycle companies and stuff like that. How's your experience been working on the uh, Build, Train, Race program? Um, I know you're involved in it, but were you giving them some feedback through the builds and then they were going oh, to gotcha. then end up racing uh, originally down at Daytona at the beginning, right when literally everything shot down? Yes. I actually wasn't really much involved with uh, the females building the bikes or nothing like that. You know, I followed everything, but it kind of happened a little bit sooner than, you know, it was happening over the winter and I was still kind of negotiating stuff and getting parts and doing stuff. So I wasn't really involved there, but I know that once we were in a joint email and they're like, Hey, you guys are gonna have to train with Johnny Lewis. You know, all the girls were you know, really excited about it. Um, you know, and that's cool for me. Cause it's like, and then they're like, Hey, can you ride my bike? Can you try my bike? You know, can you give me feedback? So well, I fly up there, like I said, this Saturday and I get to do that Sunday and Monday and, you know, get to ride the bikes and give them feedback. I love, you know, all the process and, and seeing the, the video content that was put out of the builds. I'm like, man, they look really good. Like the bikes look so good, you know, mm -hmm. like certain, everybody had different, uh, different approaches to things. Um, all of them look different, but they all look really, really good. And I'm like, this is really, it's a neat concept because it gets to show, you know, a little different. And it's cool. It's like, a lot of the girls did, you know, majority of the work themselves. These aren't the Harris framed flat track bikes. They started with a stock. Yeah, stock. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even think I could do, you know, some of the fabrication stuff like myself. So I like applaud these, you know, these ladies for kind of the concept and, and then the build and, and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that's pretty impressive. You know, like I, I work on motorcycles, I can do stuff, but I'm like, some of the stuff that I've seen them doing in the videos, I'm like, the ones that I think one's a nurse, you know, and then the one is a, you know, an ex professional racer. You know, most racers don't really know how to do a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, these, the one's a photographer and stuff like that. It's like, wow, it's, it's pretty impressive. So it's, um, it's been a neat process to see. I'm excited to go up there and kind of actually learn more about what it took for them to do the process. And we're, we're going to film it and I'm excited to see what comes of the, the train side of things. So they have the, the built, videos then it's trained and then they're going to go race so i think it's a it's a neat process that is you know obviously it was going to happen a little quicker the, the build to train the race and kind of happen in a little quicker span but i think when it's all said and done it's going to be a neat documentary of of the whole process and it's you know it's exciting to see on a different different angle so johnny why don't you tell people where they can get a hold of you if they want to learn more and see some of the cool pictures we've been talking about where do you send them you know, my school is, is Moto Anatomy. So moto-anatomy.com. It's motorcycles and the body. Um, you know, once you learn a little bit more about me, I'm very uh, into a healthy lifestyle, you know, putting it all together, the nutrition, the riding, the mental side of things. Um, what we're calling the slide school is uh, the Roy Enfield Slide School by Moto Anatomy. Um, the race team is Moto Anatomy powered by Roy Enfield. You could Google Roy Enfield. Moto Anatomy, and a lot of stuff's going to pop up. Uh, the website has the information on uh, the school, the sign-up, the locations, and it's pretty easy there. Uh, we have some cool videos kind of showing it. And then, uh, you know, obviously social media is the same thing as uh, Moto Anatomy. You kind of search it and it comes up pretty pretty easily. And we try to stay pretty active. 
I get a lot of, you know, responses from, from all avenues right now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the one doing it all too. So, you, you know, reach out and have questions. It, it is me. I'm very, uh, involved with every aspect, you know, of the website and stuff like that. So it's, it's cool to see, see the progression, the excitement of flat track racing. So, um, and the school and Royal Enfield, the brand itself and, uh, the stories. So it's, um, yeah. So that, that's the way of reaching out to me and staying connected. And, you know, whether it's, you want to tr- try the flat track or come support the, the, the racing, um, it, there's, you know, there's multiple ways of being part of, of the brand and the moto anatomy and then everybody involved. So, um, yeah, reach out. Very good. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been a fascinating conversation. I, th- I think that flat track is one of those things that a lot of people have on, the, especially street riders, it's kind of on the periphery. They catch it on TV or they, you know, read about it in the magazine, but it's not something that you can go out and do like you can, you know, buy a street bike and go ride. So I think what you're doing is a great way to give people an avenue to explore something they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So uh, a, a terrific addition to the whole spectrum. And yeah, no. And that's why I just, I got to give it out to, you know, to Royal Enfield of actually one partnering with me with, with every aspect of, you know, the school to the racing. And I think there's going to be some really exciting stuff to come uh, just for motorcycling in general out of, out of the company in North America. And that's, that's what I'm excited about because it is so new in North America you know, re- relatively speaking, that I think we're going to, you know, make a splash. And uh, I'm excited to, to be part of it. Great. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, I appreciate the time. It was, it was fun. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, we'll wrap it up here. And we'll see everybody next month. So long. So long.